Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Hello Adult in the Podcast. I'm your host, Shani. Today's episode is a solo episode. I feel like it's been a hot minute since we've done this. And so I thought I'd jump on here and talk to you guys. So we have a lot to cover. I know you've seen the title, so we're talking about self-care, which as you know is one of my favorite things to talk about. I feel like self-care is so essential and it's something that doesn't get enough attention. So I'll definitely be talking about that. But also, I have a few announcements to make in this podcast episode. So let's get straight into it. You know, like when you go to church and you have the announcement segment? Yeah. Welcome to the announcement segment of Hello Adult in the podcast. So first things first, Hello Adult in podcast has been going on for almost a year. So on the 29th of March last year, I put out my introduction episode. And then I don't know what happened between March and May, my procrastination and all of that. I ended up not putting out my first full length episode until May. And so at this point, I will be putting Hello Adults in Podcast on a break. So we're taking kind of like a season break, you know, like you're watching your favorite TV show and they go on a season break. Yeah, that's so that they can film more content and have some more content ready for you. That's basically what we'll be doing over here. So the podcast will be taking sort of a season break and we will be coming back after a couple weeks with some fresh content, fresh ideas, lots more in store. We are not quitting. (laughs) We are just resting. You know, a lot of times when I put episodes out each week, I would get feedback from a lot of you on things that you wanted to um, hear us talk about on the podcast, or you wanted topics you want me to cover, guests you want me to include. A lot of you have reached out wanting to be guests on the podcast and things like that. But because it's such a short window between putting out the episode and um, getting ready to put out the other one, it's such a short window for me. And I have a lot to do during the week for you know my day job and all of that. A lot of times I don't really get to enact the suggestions or to bring on a lot of you who ask to get to get brought onto the podcast because I just don't have the time to plan it properly and to execute it properly. So in this break, I'll be going through a lot of those the feedback that I would have gotten over the almost year um, and seeing where what I can implement because we want to grow and we want to get bigger, we want to get better, and we want to continue to be beneficial and put out great content that you can engage with so we'll be taking a break to do all of that and also a break for me to rest as well and probably learn some new editing skills maybe I'll come back next um, well I'm going to say next season but it's not really going to be a next season per se so when I come back with the podcast maybe you know I'll learn how to put in special effects and all manner of great things when it comes to editing so yeah we're taking a break and We're hoping that this break will be a good one for us creatively so that when we come back, we have a lot of amazing things coming. Um, We are able to bring a lot of these bright ideas to life. So I'm looking forward to the break and I'm also looking forward to what that break will mean when we do return with the podcast, you know. So that's a bit of information had to get out of the way. And then the next thing is the check-in. So what has been going on? I hope that you guys have been keeping well. Um, it's been, I won't lie, a very weird period for me. I feel like I'm finally having pandemic fatigue. Um, after almost a year of being in the pandemic and being on largely work from home, largely social distancing from everybody else, it's finally beginning to feel like a chore, you know? 
I think a lot of people felt like this in the beginning of it. I'm now feeling like it. And I think it's largely because a lot of people are tired of it. And we are yearning for life to get back to normal as quickly as possible. And it just feels that we're in regression. So it felt that it feels like the cases are not getting less. Actually, they are actually factually getting more and more in Jamaica. And so it feels a little tiring at this point, like, oh gosh, the end is not in sight. Because surely I could not be the only person who felt like at some point in 2020, we were going to be out of this pandemic. I cannot be the only person who felt like that, you know? So right now I'm feeling pandemic fatigue and just trying to combat it one thing at a time. So I hope you guys are are doing better than I am, or you are actually working on on you know being better day by day and all of that so if you want to you can let me know some of the tips that you've been using if you feel pandemic fatigue what are some of the things that have been helping you for me what has been helping me is um reading so i'm getting back into reading to be fair i have not been able to finish one of my books for 2021 as yet but you know still have time so i didn't finish my january books um i started on my february book but I still haven't gotten anywhere. I think I'm just at chapter one. So definitely need to catch up on my reading. I've also been doing a lot of um, mind games. So like playing those like Sudoku and stuff like crossword puzzles like that. So sometimes in the evening, I just, you know, turn the TV off, put my phone on airplane mode and just play some games because that allows me to have some time where I'm not being distracted by anybody and I'm just engaging my, my brain. You know, um, I definitely don't check the news as often as I used to. So I don't, you know, track the numbers of, of positive COVID cases daily anymore. I try to stick a, take a step away from the news. I will read the news not the first thing in the morning and not the last thing before I go to my bed. I try to read it somewhere in the middle of the day. And then I put it, I put it away because I don't want to be overburdened by all that's going on in the world. So those are some of the things that I've been using to kind of combat this pandemic fatigue but let me know if you feel the same way let me know if you felt the way I do and what helped you or what is helping you out of the funk you know all right enough with the announcements that's it for today's announcements um we are now going to get into the actual topic so the topic today is can Lent be self-care now self-care for me as I would have outlined on a previous episode is really Whatever you do to make sure that you are in the best mental, physical, and spiritual state that you can. We are not machines. We are human beings. And we need to rest, refresh, and regroup and come back renewed. And we have to do this a lot because we are expected to be at our ultimate best. We are expect to, we're expected to show up and show out. So for everyone and in a lot of different situations every day. So I feel like we have to tune ourselves just like we get our cars serviced. We have to service ourselves. We have to tune up ourselves almost on a daily basis. And if not, if you don't do a big self-care practice on a daily basis, at least once a week, dive into self-care. So, you know, people, you have people who go to the spa. You have people who um, go on a trip every weekend. You have people who take a lazy day, which I 100% advocate for lazy days definitely I can't take my lazy day on a Sunday though because when I come out of a lazy day I'm kind of like in a little bit of a zombie mode so I take my lazy days on Saturdays most time I don't do anything I just lounge around and enjoy that and then on Sundays I'm back to peak performance so 
there are different things that people do. So I want to explore today if Lent, can Lent be seen as one of those things that you do for self-care? You know, Lent, and if you are um, a Christian, which I am as well, I do believe in, in, in Christ. And so I am a follower of Christ. I am a Christian. And I'm not trying to take away the religious significance of Lent. That is in no way, shape, or form what I am doing. However, there over the years, there has emerged an opportunity for Lent to be used as for individuals to sacrifice something. And a lot of um, Christians, they do fasting and they do things like the Daniel fast or different fasting activities. And that for them is to, for, is to move away from, I guess, what they would have considered to be a desire so that they can spend more time reading the word, praying, worshiping, and things like that. And I think that principle can be applied to your daily life where you give up something that you consider to be a desire so that you can focus more on a healthy habit. So give up a habit that, you know, is a guilty pleasure of yours. It's something that brings you a lot of joy, but it's also something that, you know, maybe if you did less of it or if you give it, gave it up for that period, then you could focus on something else. So that for me is how I view Lent and that is how I have always viewed Lent. Now, since I was in high school, I think, I've been giving something up for Lent each year. So I remember giving up soda a lot. So soda was one thing that I remember I used to try to give up every year. And I remember, I think one year I probably made it through Lent without drinking any soda. If you know me, you know my love for Pepsi. My my love, my the thing between me and Pepsi different. You know, it's on a different level, or thing different. I love Pepsi. I, I would drink any soda, but... Pepsi is my absolute favorite, but I'll drink anyone. But Pepsi, mm hmm. And so I've given up soda a lot. And for me, it was like trying just to prove to myself that I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, I can get through it, staying committed, right? But over the years, it has evolved. And I remember one year at UE, I think it was probably my second year or my final year, can't remember. I gave up meat for Lent. So because I had developed this crazy obsession with KFC, that's where it started, you know, UE develop this crazy obsession with KFC and so I gave up meat for Lent and boy that was the hardest thing I don't think I made it a week because I couldn't find any nice seafood on campus to eat so yeah last year I didn't give up anything for Lent and the year before that 2019 was probably the most significant for me I gave up social media well personal social media for Lent and it took a lot of self-discipline because, here it is, I work on social. So a lot of the work that I do as a digital marketer involves me logging into social media accounts. And I had to restrain myself. So when I log into the social media accounts, I am there to either post, to monitor a post, to set up an ad or whatever, and then I'm out. I am not scrolling the timeline to see what's going on. Nope. Mm -mm. So I gave up personal social media in, in 2019 and I did not miss it. And that is one of the reasons why if you check my Facebook, you realize that my Facebook is largely dormant. I started using my Facebook again or posting on my Facebook again when I started this podcast. Before that, I wasn't posting on Facebook at all, like at all, nothing, not liking nothing. And that came largely came out of um, when I gave up social media for Lent in 2019. Me giving up social media 
um, led to me not having that dependency on it like I used to. I also had not used Twitter. So after I came out of it, I stopped using Facebook entirely. I really cut down on how I use Twitter. Like I would go on Twitter like once or twice a week and I still haven't recovered from Twitter. So I still don't post, I still don't tweet anymore because I've kind of realized that I don't need to. You know, on Instagram as well, my posting habit has, so my posting habits on social media across the board has um, decreased significantly. I used to post a lot on social media and I've stopped. And when I remember when I was, when I came out of, of Lent and I went back on social media, I remember going on Facebook and cleaning up my Facebook um, account in terms of deleting pictures that I no longer wanted to be on the internet, untagging myself from unflattering pictures, deleting some statuses that really and truly, why I did put up those in the first place, you know? So I really had to do that. And I realized that, you know, everything is not worth posting on social media. And it also helped me to see that a lot of people on social media, like we're not really posting our real lives. Like that's not real life. That's the part of our life that we want people to see that we want to share. And so it's going to look pretty and it's going to look glamorous and it's going to look polished, but that's not reality. So that period helped me to see that social media is not reality. And so this year for Lent, I thought long and hard about what do I want to give up, you know, because it is about giving up something in order to focus on something else, right? And so I thought, and I have decided that I'm giving up personal social media again. Last year, I, did I say that before that last year I didn't give anything up? I feel like we we're going through enough last year. So I didn't give up anything. But this year, I think I want to give up personal social media again, because since um, going through the pandemic, you know, it's been my reliance on social media has gotten back to an all time high. The first thing I do in the morning is check social media. The last thing I do before I go to my bed in the night is check social media. And I'm doing it several times throughout the day. I can sit and scroll on Twitter for hours. And it becomes like it's nothing to me. You know, I don't post. I still don't post a lot. And that's largely because I'm not doing anything and I'm not going anywhere. But I really and truly think that giving up social media will, one, help me to focus not on all the numbers. Because that's where I get all of the the information about like the COVID cases and everything else that's going on. That's where I get my news, to be honest. Twitter is where I get uh, largely where I get my news. So now I think I'll have to just get it the old fashioned way. And then there is also the the comparison, which I don't really do a lot of, but it's just seeing it and thinking, oh, well, Tom is handling this pandemic a lot better than I am. Why can't I be like Tom? Look at Tom over there learning a new skill. Look at Tom mastering um, mastering cheesecake. He, he made a whole cheesecake from scratch. He's mastered that. What have you done today, Shanique? What are you mastering over here, you know? So comparison in that way, I think I think that will that will really kind of lessen that for me, even though it's not that it's not that big of a deal, but maybe it will help me a lot more to focus on other things. So I want to get more into reading and I want to get more into, you know, getaways and, and enjoying nature again and, and being with my friends and enjoying my friend's company and my partner's company and stuff like that. I think that will help me a lot to get even more creative, to be honest, because if I have time where I can dedicate a few hours a day just to do concepts, just come up with concept maps and come up with content, I think that would be really good. So I'm looking forward to taking a break from social media. 
and uh, and just to be focusing on something else focusing on me focusing on other other opportunities for myself um of course i definitely work on um on social media a lot of what i do still involves social media a lot so it will take discipline to when i go on social media not to scroll um just to do what i went on there to do and hop right back off not no scrolling nothing right so I'm trying to hold myself accountable for that. So check back when the podcast returns and I will definitely have an update on how my giving up of social media for Lent went. And I mean, it coincides great with the podcast, to be honest, because I do post whenever I make, I, I put out a new episode, I really I inform people on social media that there's a new episode of the podcast. And so I know I would have felt kind of hard putting out an episode, not informing social media like I'm doing today. But, you know, the word will get out there. I'm pretty sure that you guys have your notifications turned on. You are subscribed to the podcast. So when I put out an episode, you'll hear, right? I'm very sure about it. Very, very sure. So that's um, what I'm giving up for Lent. And so I want to go through now the opportunity for um, of Lent. And what are some of the benefits of giving things up? So I have found this really nice article. It's from the site becomingminimalist.com i think it's really summed it up nicely what i was trying what i am trying to say and what i'm trying to get you to learn or take away from this episode and so i'm going to go through a few things so i'm going to go through the opportunities that giving something up for lent can present and then i'm going to go through how you can um embark on this journey for yourself and it doesn't have to be for lent that's another thing it doesn't have to be in lent and lent has already started because it started on ash wednesday and today is sunday so it's already started but you can do this at any point it doesn't have to be for 40 days and 40 nights like lent is it could be for 30 days it could be for 10 days whatever period you think will work for you um scientifically it is said that it takes 21 days to make a habit or to create a new habit. And I don't know how long it takes to break out of a bad habit. Let me search that really quick. Well, this doesn't look encouraging. It says it can be any, anywhere from 18 to 254 days to break a habit. But let's work with 21, right? 21 days to make a habit, 21 days to break a habit. So generally, if you're trying to start a new habit, 21 days is the, is the, 21 is the magic number, I think. So whatever you do, try to do it for those number of days. All right, cool. Let us jump into the opportunities for Lent or of Lent. Okay, so the first benefit is that it can teach you humility. And so this author says it's a humbling experience to battle controlling influences in our lives. We are forced to stand face to face with our weaknesses and our humanity. And whether we win or lose over the course of the four days, even the intensity of the struggle supplies profound humility. And I think that is so true. Because when you're going through giving up something, it definitely humbles you when you realize how dependent one you were on this thing and how sometimes in my case, how pathetic you look when you're on the ground bawling because you can't have a soda or you're yearning so badly to log into your social media account. It definitely humbles you a lot. The second one is it's developed intentionality. And whenever we seek to remove habits in our lives, we are granted the opportunity to replace them with new ones. And so we become intentional 
about what we want to do with that time. So with for me, I know I want I want to use that time to, you know, read more, to spend more meaningful time with my friends, my family and my partner. Like I want to do that, you know, and I'm very intentional about what I want to do with that free time. And so giving up something for Lent helps you to develop intentionality. You are very intentional, very specific about what you want to replace that thing that you've lost, what you want to replace it with. And that helps you to become more intentional going forward. Um, it's a div- it helps you to develop deeper empathy for others because we're often quick to judge the weaknesses of others. We rarely put our lives under the same level of scrutiny. Battling through a season of fasting, that is being away from something that you love or want, often forces us to realize that the adversary of addiction is far less easy to conquer than we have otherwise thought. And that is so true. We look at other people and we say, oh, why can't he do that? Or why can't he quit smoking? Or why can't he put down alcohol? But then when we are faced with, you know, abstaining from social media or or um, makeup or soda, we realized just how hard it is to give up something that you that's such a big part of you, you know? So we develop empathy for others, which I think it's good. It's foster fosters greater self-control because you know you have to control yourself when you're around the same thing that you're trying to give up. You will probably come around it. You will want to fall back into your old ways, but it helps you to foster self-control. It allows you to confront excessive excesses in your life. And so if you always drink three cups of coffee every day, now you're you're very conscious of it because you gave it up. If you if you drink two bottles of Pepsi, if you spend three hours on social media per day, you are now able to see the excesses. You're able to see where you are being very excessive in your life. And so you can cut that back. It saves you time and money in a lot of instances, because if, for example, your thing is coffee, the less coffee you buy, the more money you save. I mean, one <laughs> one businessman will tell you that an apartment is just one less latte. So, I mean, come on, that's a lot of money you'll save if you give that up for Lent. But um, all fun and jokes aside, it definitely saves you time in terms of like the social media one for me, based on the amount of time that I spend. So I'll have more time in my day to do something productive, hopefully. And if it's something that you spend money on, like coffee, cigarettes, um, weed, or whatever you smoke, um and things like that it will definitely help you to save some money during the period once you stick to it you definitely will see it and so i think that these are very good benefits that and of course there are so many more benefits for giving something up for however long really for lent for th- 40 days and 40 nights for 10 days 30 days whatever it is it's definitely worthwhile exploring and so if in the event that you want to give something up or you want to experiment with Lent, you want to experiment with your own period of time, here are some helpful tips that um, may help you. Number one, you want to start by asking yourself, what is one thing that I could never give up for 40 days? And once once you ask yourself that, you will identify what is the controlling influence in your life. So, so what is one thing you could, I could never go 40 days without looking on social media. You're mad? That's obviously a controlling influence. So that will help you to identify a controlling influence in your life. So asking yourself this question, first of all, will either narrow down to one or give you a list that you can see what your controlling influences are. And then for you to decide which one of these or maybe you can do all of them at once. I don't know. 
you want to give up. Then you want to choose a period of time. So as I said, you can do 40 days, you could do 10, you could do 30, whatever works for you, you could definitely do that. So you need to choose a period of time that you want to give it up for. And then pick a meaningful start and or end date. So if you can find meaning on one of the ends, so it'll help you. So if you are looking forward to something, so let's say you give something up just before your birthday, the end date is your birthday. And so that helps you to, it motivates you to work towards it. Or if you started on a specific date that has significance, like New Year's Day, or you started on your birthday, or you started on your one-year anniversary, or whatever, it helps to motivate you because This is a date with meaning that you are either working from or you're working towards. And for me, that helps. And that is why I think a lot of people set New Year's resolutions and why a lot of people either vision board on their birthday, vision board on New Year's Day, or at the beginning of spring or something like that. They use a date to mark it because it it brings a lot more meaning to the date specifically. And that has worked with me. I've definitely seen where that works. And then you want to tell a friend. So you want to tell somebody because for me, that helps to keep you accountable. So when you tell a friend, um, that friend will be able to say, "Um, I'm sorry, but I see that you're liking things on Instagram. Aren't you supposed to be giving up that? And so you're going to want to log out or you don't want to disappoint the friend. So it's it's for yourself. No, you'll forgive yourself. So you log on to social media and scroll a few times and you'll say, all right, I forgive myself. But, you know, you're not going to want to disappoint somebody else. So that person is going to definitely help to make you accountable. Um, then you want to find meaning in defeat. So if you're given at some point during the experiment and succumb to the temptation, then don't lose heart. Make failure your servant by examining its root and then get back to trying again. Why did I log on to social media? What's my trigger? My trigger is that at 10 o'clock every day, the Ministry of Health tweets out the COVID numbers for the day. And I'm used to checking that at 10 a.m. every day. All right, at 10 a.m. every day, now I need to find something to fill that slot so that I'm not focusing on the phone at that time. So whatever, you know, look at your failure, look at why you gave into temptation and then work backwards from that to see how you can fix it. And then if you are spiritual, embrace the season with your entire heart and soul. And the ne- the last thing is to reintroduce slowly. So when the season is over, you will reintroduce influence into your life unless you don't want to. So if it is something that you really wanted to give up and after the the period is over 10 days, 30 days, 40 days, whatever, if you really feel like you don't want to have it back in your life, that's great. That's fine. But if you want to reintroduce it into your life. So for me, when I'm reintroducing social media, I'm going to want to reintroduce social media slowly. So I'm not going to want to say, okay, I was off for 40 days, which means I've earned four hours of scrolling time today. I have already planned that I'm going to limit myself to about an hour per day when I go back. And that's across all. So I have Facebook, I have Instagram, I have Twitter, I have Snapchat. So if I plan on checking those four, I have an hour to spread across them. And I plan to use an app called Freedom to monitor that. So it will lock me out of my Instagram, my Facebook, my Snapchat, and my Twitter after I have exceeded the one hour limit per day. So I've already planned on doing that. So you want to reintroduce it slowly so that you don't overwhelm yourself and fall victim to that 
influence again and you're now back under the under the control of that influence you don't want to do that so that's it in terms of how to give something up for lent if you want to or any period of time and the benefits of doing so it's definitely not for everyone um, and you don't have to be as drastic you can start with something very simple like giving up sweets after dinner you always have something sweet after dinner give that up for a, for a period of time and you may see the difference in your waistline you never know you know so whatever it is i think the whole aim here is that you want to be very intentional you want to do something that's going to that your future self will thank you for it's all in the process of self improvement self care that is the end goal here you don't want to take away something that is essential to your being and your functioning and your well-being you want to do something that is um, you know, for something that is that you consider to be a luxury, then something that you don't need, it's not a necessity, right? So whatever you do, I would implore you just to focus on yourself, put yourself at the center of it, and ensure that whatever you do, when you're done with that period of 10, 20, 30, 40 days, you emerge a better you than you were before. Right? All right, with all that being said. I just want to take the time to say thank you very much for listening to all the episodes of Hello Adult in the podcast so far. If this is your very first time listening, hi and welcome. There are 30 other episodes that you can catch up on in the period that we will be offline. And if you are listening every week, I know this is a ritual for you and I'm messing up your schedule because now this will not be a part of your weekly podcast listens. And I'm very sorry. But what I would say to you is listen to the old episode, re-listen to them. You may have missed something or you can reach out to me on social media, even though I won't be checking. So maybe social media is a bad place to send you. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Leave us a review wherever you're listening to the podcast with your ideas that you'd want me to include in the upcoming episodes of the show. And I will definitely read those reviews and put them into and incorporate them into the planning that we'll be doing going forward typically this is where i would give you my social media handles but because i am giving that up for lent then i won't see you over there for the next um for how many days we have left 30 something days a night so until then leave me a review share the podcast with your friends subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast so that when we come back online you will know and keep taking care of yourselves thank you so very much for listening to all the episodes thank you to all my guests thank you to all my friends that came on until then guys have an amazing week